dawned on me? Two plus two equals four. <laughs> hey, when I'm not in school, I don't want to think about it, okay? Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. What's up, guys? We're at the nudie bar. It's Wednesday. And we're going to do some eating out. As usual, I am joined by the guy who rates lower than a jackal, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? I think this might be the first time that I don't remember the joke. <laughs> rates lower than a jackal. When Al's praying to God and says, why can't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was taking notes during that scene and eventually like, I lost track of what they were saying. Ah. Because it was just so much. Oh yeah, there's a lot to this episode. And uh, we're also joined by the guy who drowns his steak in ketchup, Justin. What's up, man? I don't like ketchup. <laughs> you know, <laughs> on ste- not on ste- steak. I got a beef with steak. Okay, y'all both like steak, right? Love it. Oh yeah. Why? I've never had a steak that I thought what? was like, fu- like great. Like, I, Have I, I you never cooked back. a steak? Well, I've never cooked a steak, but like I've had people like people were like, my dad's steak is amazing. I've had it. And to me, it's chewy, bland meat. Okay. It's not. Well, <laughs> your dad sucks at cooking steaks. I but I've so. had people say it's good, <laughs> but I've had multiple people with steak. I've went to restaurants. I've had steak. I've had multiple people make me steak because like, oh, you just haven't had I, steak. My, made my right. best steak has never been at a restaurant ever. I'm not yeah. saying it is, but I'm just saying people will be like, do the whole. Oh, you just haven't had it made right. But I've had it made so many times. And each time I'm like. This is overrated. There's like I like there's no Maybe there's something wrong with your taste buds. Yeah, uh, to me it's like a what like a well-cooked steak, not like well as in well done, but like cooked good is the best food. Oh yeah. Is. Dude, try a filet mignon one day. But you know what? I do love steak sauce. I Dude, what did you just say? I, I like A1 steak sauce. I don't I, I use like that sauce. on steak ever. <laughs> steak sauce. Yeah, but if you cook a steak right, it should not have steak sauce, bro. So mm. put it on on the grill, flip once. Yeah, that's all I need to do. That's weird. Like, I, see, this is part of the thing. Like, I think you're so uh, unmanly. I Steve. am. No, nothing <laughs> about cars. No, nothing about steak. I don't drink beer. Oh like, man, I am literally just. Oh, I like. If you don't, if you're not manly, you won't know nothing about eating out either. When the Bundys receive a modest check, inheritance check, they decide to splurge and eat out at an elegant restaurant. This episode is uh, directed by Jerry Cohen. Yep, he was a regular here. Uh, Writers Sandy Sprung, Marcy Vosberg, the infamous Marcy Vosberg. Uh, This episode uh, starts off with um, Alan Pegg going down the stairs. They're packed. Now, we'll be gone a week. Did you turn off the phone? Yeah. The heat. Electricity. What? All shut off. Al, honey, do you think we should have told the kids we were going? 
They'll be fine. But if you're worried about them, you can stay here with them. Of course, it won't be the same without you. Might have some fun. No way, Al. I'm going too. After all, if it wasn't for me, we couldn't even afford this little trip. It was my uncle that died and left us money. They're ready to hit the road, which none of this makes sense. Now, I'm not, I'm not one to <clears throat> nitpick, really. You know, we talk about things that we th- think would be a funny topic of conversation when, when they're just uh, out there. But oh my god! Yeah, my first note that I took was, how could she have shut off everything if the lights are still on? Yeah, she's saying. Shut off the electric? Yep. Oh, really? Because look around, guys. You're not walking around with flashlights, are you? Yeah, and here's the other thing. How bad of parents are you that you're going to take a vacation? We don't know how long. Could have been a couple of days. But you're going to take a vacation where you shut off the all the power <laughs> to the house. You specifically note that you turned off the phones, which means Kelly is going to go insane. We've seen it happen before. And we know you never keep food in that house. Like, you, like... They're going to starve bad, the kids to death. <laughs> starve the kids. They can't call word. if there's an emergency. Yeah, bad freeze to death. Word all around. I, I, I literally like was just like, oh, no, this is this is a little too far. And who packs, walks down the stairs exactly when the mail gets there? And who gets their doorbell rung when the mail is delivered? Like, since when does a mailman ever ring your doorbell? That's something a UPS guy does or whatever when he's dropping a package off. That's different. But a mailman just either drives by and sticks it in your mailbox that's all the way down the sh- down the front of your house, down the front of your lawn. Or he uh, stuffs it in. If you still have the old school thing, he's the slot in your door. He just drops it in there. They never ring a doorbell and stand there and wait for you to take it out of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mail. That's our inheritance check. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill. Here it is. <laughs> All right, get the suitcases. We'll open it and cash it on the way. Let's go. So long, suckers. <laughs> so they go to walk outside with the check before even knowing how much is is in there, really, which is weird. The kids are outside, so they turn around, walk back in with their heads down. Bud and Kelly are disgusted already. Pretty low, Dad. What tipped you off? Well, we knew something was up when you packed us a lunch. Hey. Well, since you're all here and I have no choice, you, uh, May as well hear the bad news. Uncle Henry died. (laughs) Once again, the Bundys don't care about death the same way a normal person would. Uh, Even if it's in their family, like nothing. Nothing phases these kids. Work it over, Dad. We deserve that money just as much as you two do. If not more. Let's not forget when Uncle Henry was losing his mind, I was the one who pretended to be his mother. (laughs) And I was the one who told him to leave something to those nice Bundys. How much do you think it is, Mom? Well, it's got to be a lot. You know what a miser he was. He was so cheap he'd buy day-old bread. (laughs) And why did he do that, kids? It It didn't didn't matter because because he toasted it anyway. (laughs) 
remember that little song we used to sing about Uncle Henry? <laughs> day-old, day-old bread. Uncle Henry buys a day-old bread. Hey, Mr. Baker Man, none of that fresh stuff. Uncle Henry buys a day-old bread. Hey, 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 hey. Dale Bread. Oh my God! I, does anyone else hear that song and not automatically go to Beetlejuice? That's that's what they're doing. I know, but the song's not f- originally made for Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, no, the song existed before. Beetlejuice but, knows. Yeah, <laughs> like when you hear that, that. Yeah, when you hear that song, you automatically go to Beetlejuice, no matter what, whether you like the movie or not. You automatically go to that song. Yeah, I did, and I don't like the movie. What? Well, I did. I I don't like it either. I usually I don't really like Tim Burton though. So that's another story. The hell's wrong with you two? Hey, he did great in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but that just is an awful no. movie. That is an awful movie. Um, oh please, that is an iconic. His classic. best movie is Ed Wood, and I don't care what anyone says. Ed Wood is his best movie. Oh Jerry, you don't like it when they sing these weird songs. Do you, did you like that, or was that not funny to you? I actually thought it was really funny and really clever how well they parodied the song. I was actually, like, fully impressed by this. And I was like, this is one of the few times where I'm like, fantastic. It's opening time. (laughs) All right, yeah. Working backwards. I see a seven. I see a three. Come on, come on, come on. I see a two. What do you see now, Dad? I see a check for $237. (laughs) So they find out that the check is for a whole whopping $237, which is $59.25 each. I like how Kelly tries to do math. It's so cute. Now, if they gave it just to the kids, they were going to buy front row tickets to the Tears and Vomit concert. Tears and Vomit? What's that? <laughs> wow, you guys remember that I said that in earlier episodes? Or Are you referring to that? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I had a band, so I decided to call us Tears and Vomit because I realized that there were no real bands called Tears and Vomit. So, like, through all my 20s, we had a a real band. Are you going to play some Tears and Vomit? Should I play some of it? Yes. Oh, my God. Just really? a little, a little, a small yeah, just clip. just a little bit. Give them a taste. All right. You, We have to show that you're the real Al Bundy and you really do things in your life that Kelly would have gone on her knees for. When I mean, was this band created? When was this band created? Um... Well, the the very beginning origins were 97, but I would say that the songs really started rolling at the end of 98, 99 was when it, it started cranking them out. They had great songs like Where's the Fun in This Death for Me and Bikini Wax. <laughs> and I Hardly Knew Me. Really good stuff. Uh, so I'll play a clip. First start drinking for fun, and then, um, it just started happening every day, and then, uh, realized, like, I, I kind of needed it to function, you know? First of all, it's cheaper, and it's easy for me to get, and I just love the feeling of being drunk. I don't know, I get home from work, I just want to crack open a few cold ones and kick back, and take the edge off the day. Why won't you just let 
and vomit. Bikini wax. Tears and vomit. Bikini wax. Come on now. Let's not let our newfound wealth turn us against each other like that family on Dynasty. <laughs> Come on, let's be reasonable. What's Dynasty? Uh, Dynasty was a TV series that ran from 1981 to 1989. So it actually, well, that's weird. As soon as the, like, the joke only had a, a shelf life of, like, that season. <laughs> By season four of Married Children, you won't even know what they're talking about. It was basically the synopsis for the whole show is the trials and tribulations of two feuding families, both oil-rich families in Denver, Colorado. Now, this was a really famous show. I'm actually surprised you don't know what it is. The The big actress on it was Joan Collins. We're not 45 like you. <laughs> That's, I was like, this is none of this is ringing a bell. <laughs> you really never heard of Dynasty, though? Like, I never watched it because even I was too no, young. I've never heard of Dynasty. Like, I may have heard that word in Here, reference to a TV show, but I've never heard anybody. And like here's it. the thing in the lexicon nowadays, when you talk about a dynasty, you're either going ancient Chinese, Japanese yeah, dynasty or like <laughs> basketball dynasty. Or, like, Duck Dynasty. Like, it's been overpopulated by too many things. And depending on, like, me, I would automatically think, like, Chinese Dynasty. A sports fan would probably think of, like, a, you know, the Knicks Dynasty or something. like they Or the Cowboys of the 90s. Yeah, something like that. Um, or if you're, you're a terrible person, you probably thought of Duck Dynasty. Yes, which you did. Well, I was using it as an example. Don't throw that back <laughs> in my face, sir. <laughs> Heather Locklear was on this show. You know her. Yeah, but I really? mean. Yeah, you know her from Melrose Place. Well, okay. <laughs> I like how he said Melrose Place. Like, you would know what that is. Yeah, it's, I rolled my eyes. I was like, I still don't know what that is. <laughs> Melrose Place was a really popular soap opera. Jesus, you guys. What year did that come out? I'm was born in 91 <laughs> I was oh born in, wow i was born in 88 god you, you make me feel old and i feel like i'm not that old oh yeah i am al's age never mind <laughs> yeah exactly jesus just with better hair you you're <laughs> al if he had taken better care of his body if he didn't drink the stuff well the thing is is you got married later in life so you, it took you longer to start to where <laughs> you stopped caring about your body right like al that's did. true well, anyway, yeah, that's Dynasty, guys. It's just a show. <laughs> Steve and Marcy show up, hand them a prime rib buck, a bone for buck, and Al just slams the door. <laughs> they knock again, and then they answer it. And then Marcy and Steve enter the episode. Yeah. We inherited a check for $237. We don't know what to do with it. Well, let's see. Charm school, car muffler. Hi, Hedges. Your own newspaper subscription. Your own garbage cans. Bail money for the children. What the hell with the future I'm talking about now, Steve? Well, in that case, you could pay back the money you owe us. <laughs> I mean, like, these guys must have been sitting in the writing room. Like, what are the top, you know, six or whatever funniest things we could say in, like, you know, and ten then they, seconds? They follow that with the darkest most depressing thing I've seen on Married with Children yet. The fact that they all came to dinner over this bone because it has a little bit of meat on it, like, 
I got really, really sad when I saw that. Like, I got really grossed out. Like, it's like a cold rib bone that has like little flakes of meat on it. Like, and Bud's like just hacking away at it with like a fork and knife. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh. And, and then they go to talk about how they took the the booster shop money that Peggy's mom gave them for <laughs> Kelly. And they use that to go to a really big dinner. And then to cap all of this off, uh, Al ends up running to the table because Buck grabs the bone that was meant for him. Right. Listen, about this Kelly thing, that whooping cough only lasted a couple of weeks. But the memory of that meal will last a lifetime. That's still, like, sometimes when I really think about their food situation, I get really just depressed. It's like we said, they don't look like they walked out of a concentration camp. That's the weird thing about this show. Hey, a man just died here, and I'm sure he gave us this money not to pay you back, but for us to have fun. As a matter of fact, Kelly, what were his uh, last words? (laughs) There you go, Steve. You can't deny a man his death wish. How would she have known his last words, or how could she imitate them? The last she knew of him, he was just losing his mind and thought that she was his mother or something like that. How would she know what his last words were? She was just told he died just now. Like, who thought that through? Yeah, I was... I kind of wondered that as well. That is, like, the weirdest writing. It's almost like everybody forgot. Like, wouldn't Christina Applegate go, well, I don't understand, though. So Okay, unless she was alluding to, like, he had... Like a stroke or something, and then went into like a, you know, he didn't die. And here's another explanation. Keep in mind, Al is trying to prove to Steve that he shouldn't pay him back money because obviously their dead uncle wants them to enjoy the money. He doesn't know that Kelly wasn't there when he died, so he could just be like, hey, Kelly, help me out here. And Kelly caught on because it's all sneaky. That's how I took it. What are their last words, by the way? Like, you guys couldn't figure out what she was trying to say? No. Okay. (laughs) Should we play that four times on the show? I didn't watch it on my PS4, so I didn't have anything like closed captions on. (laughs) I'm going to have to ask you to leave. We're about to have dinner. (laughs) I have a suggestion. Why don't you take the money and go out to a nice restaurant? Get all dressed up, find someplace elegant... And get something to eat, for God's sake. Ooh, let's go have a nice meal. You never take me out anymore. Well, why not? (laughs) Hey, kids, what do you say? You want to go out for a nice dinner tomorrow? We want to see tears and vomit. (laughs) You can see that when your mom cooks. (laughs) We get to a new set. Yet again, season three is killing it. I mean, they are just, like I said, world travelers at this point. I mean, these guys are constantly leaving the house. Um, We just had two sets in the last episode. Now we are at this fancy restaurant, which I wish they had a name for. Because it's funny, when the Simpsons, they have like this standard fancy restaurant they always go to. It's called uh, the Gilded Truffle, I think. And it's like they just... It's always like the the standard fancy restaurant for the show. So it would be funny. I guess they didn't go through all that because the Bundys, I don't really think, ever go to one again. So they didn't go that far. But 
They are all dressed up really nice. What did you think of that? Did you even know they had clothes like this? The only one that didn't surprise me was Kelly, because I know Kelly has clothes like this. Right. Now, Al Bundy apparently goes under the name Warren Beatty. Which I didn't get that. Is that a reference to something that I don't know? Dude, you're joking. No, I'm being dead serious. Okay, listen. (laughs) Warren Beatty is an insanely famous actor. He was Dick Tracy in the Dick Tracy movie. 1990? That's the one that had Madonna in it? Yes. Yeah, no, I don't care for that. And also the game for the original Nintendo sucked. He was Clyde and Bonnie and Clyde, 1967. He was in Bullworth. He was in Reds, 81. No? Nobody? Bueller? Mm, No. You know, look at that steak. Now, I want something like that. Wow, and look at that bald guy's chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Could you cut into that so I can see what it looks like? How much does a steak like that cost? That corn looks good. This way, please. Your table is waiting for you. They have no shame. I would never, ever in a restaurant go up to someone else's, like, food and be like, and start asking them questions. Like, like I can maybe understand going, hey, man, that looks really good. What is that? But asking them to dissect their own food so you can see inside of it? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Like... So, uh, guys, uh, the waitress is coming by. You know, we do the show here at the Nudie Bar, guys, like we said. Uh, she wants to know what we want to drink. Um, I'll take a Coke. Coke? Uh, and I'll have a Jack and a beer back. <laughs> I like how this is twice in this episode she's, like, referenced something she shouldn't be referencing in front of her parents. <laughs> like, earlier she brought up the fake ID. Yeah, so I've heard. Now, uh, are you guys Coke or Pepsi guys? That's a, a age, an age-old debate. Dr. If you're Pepper drinking well. Coke or Pepsi, you are unevolved swine. The calm down. Like, I'll drink either <laughs> if I have to, but, like, I prefer <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Yeah, but no, between the two, I'd go Coke over Pepsi. Though I did just had that, I just had that caramel salted Pepsi. Ugh. What is that all about lately, this caramel salt thing? I had hot chocolate and I spit it across the room. And I went over to the thing, and it said caramel salt. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Ugh. Wow. I also, I do have Crystal Pepsi in the refrigerator right now, actually. Dude, if you ship that to me, I will be your co-host. And I, and really? I don't Why? have it's that good. Oh, I used to love it in the nineties. I yeah, have two drank bottles. It. Right. Well, you know, not too long ago they actually had the twenty-ounce bottles in store, but I have before that. Wait, when what? They, Alex, when they always just go buy one. There are none around here, dude. I've looked everywhere. Also, do you want? I, it's the mini bottles, not the full-size bottles, though. Oh, it's okay. But I heard it doesn't taste exactly the same anymore. Patreon though. video. Yeah, make a Patreon video of it. Alex taste uh, Crystal Re- Pepsi Reliving and compares it. <laughs> yeah, watch Al from your favorite podcast, Relive His Childhood. And he'll also pour some into a small cup and add Tang to it <laughs> to, to, to take it the Bundy way. He's got to get alified. <laughs> I've been for t- 20 years now. So, yeah, we're all Coke guys. Um, but, yes, I also love Dr. Pepper. So they steal the silverware <laughs> as soon as they get there. And Al uh, takes it upon himself to just guess or something what everybody wants at the table. I mean, and my dad never 
uh, presumed what I'd uh, be eating. But I'd assume they talked about it the entire trip there because they said it was, what, a 40-minute car ride? What else would they talk about? What are you going to get? What are you going to get? Yeah, so they all go for the thing that Jerry just doesn't get. Steaks. I would have ordered chicken dinners. Uh, okay. No, I probably would have ordered baby back ribs, to be honest with you. That's – I would have ordered that too. That's sort of my favorite. But I do love steak. Yeah, listen, I'll eat ribs from anywhere, but uh, no vegetables. We're Bundys. We don't eat vegetables. Agreed. That's I the one really thing me and Bundys – I don't eat vegetables at all, literally. Yeah, like I do we not. haven't even bought cans of corn before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really do not eat vegetables. That was my thing. Remember I told you guys back in like the fifth episode or whatever that – my dad used to make me sit at the dinner table from like four to eight thirty at night, and I, oh, I hated that. That was the, literally the worst thing you could do to me. I won't <laughs> ever do that to to a kid of mine. <laughs> I won't it's, either. Like this is ridi- like, like it's ridiculous. Like you're not moving until you eat string beans. First of all, no one wants to eat string beans. Okay. Right. I sat there. Second of all. Why do I have to be forced to eat anything? Like this is not like <laughs> this is this is America, goddammit. <laughs> like I, that is a concept that I've never understood how you make kids eat stuff. Yeah. It's like I should have said, why do you care? Get a life. Try it. Yeah. Try it. If you don't like it after you try as long as you try it, where's the like what, like there's nothing else to do. You gotta force it. I, I it's been a proven fact you don't have to eat vegetables to be to live. I'm not going to say to be healthy, but to I'd be dead by now. (laughs) Yeah, I I lasted longer at that dinner table than uh, Steve Marcy and Alan Pegg in the courtroom. Wow. Oh, yeah. But real real quick, back to the whole ordering food thing with Al, you know, four steaks, Newcomb, which is unfortunate. He should have asked for medium or medium rare. That's when they're the best, but whatever. Al does this whole thing at the end where he knows the exact price that this entire meal is going to come out to that's why i only ordered myself a coffee this and that but it's like how would al know that because we see them go there they sit down at the table no one looks at a menu no one looks at the prices and al even when when they first walk in and peg says look at that bald guy's chicken you hear al say how much is a steak like that what does that cost you know, look at that steak. Now, I want something like that. Wow, and look at that bald guy's chicken. Could you cut into that so I can see what it looks like? How much does it cost? How much does a steak like that cost? This way, please. Your table is waiting for you. None of the people at the table answer him. They just look at them bewildered, you know. So Al never even learns how much the steak costs. He wouldn't, you know, if there was a if there was a menu outside that they have sometimes at restaurants where you could look at the menu before you go in and the prices, Al would have never asked that question. So Al has no idea how much these steaks actually cost or anything. He even didn't know how much a potato was. He didn't know that it came with the meal. So he didn't know if it was a la carte or anything. So how could he have possibly known exactly what the amount would be by the time they got done eating? And unfortunately, in that same scene, uh, it kind of disproves your theory, Jerry, because Al says, oh, now look at that steak. Now I want something like that. So that's when he got the notion to order a steak because he saw that guy's steak and he was into it. So and then Peg's oogling over the, the bald guy's chicken. So they did not all decide they want steaks on the ride there, even though it was a 40 minute ride, because they clearly... Uh, the way they're talking and looking at this, they, they just came up with these ideas or whatever or had other ideas while they were looking at that table. So 
it's it's weird. And here's the most, you know, this is the I'm so glad that you guys have made fun of me this whole episode for knowing things like uh Dynasty and Melrose Place because this is how I feel Bud would react to this knowledge, but he seems to recognize a, a song called Moon River played by like an orchestral restaurant band. How is this possible? You know what? We've said many of times that Bud comes off way smarter than he looks. And I, we really don't actually know what Bud listens to musically. We know what his sister listens to. No clue what he listens to. We know he knows tons of knowledge about, like, old books from when he tricked his sister into doing Gilligan's Island. Like, we really don't know. We just assume based off his haircut and his position in the Bundy family what, what he should know. But we don't know. We have no clue if he listens to classical music. Keep in mind, like, Peggy was singing it later on in the episode, so there's a good chance that he has heard it, that she might own a vinyl of it or something. If you look it up, it's it's like, they say Frank Sinatra did it in 56, uh, Harry Mancini and his orchestra did it in 61, uh, and all this kind of stuff, so it's it's weird, but the, the famous one is Andy Williams. <laughs> Two But at least she's not a hundred. <laughs> Thanks, Al. Hey, you're my woman. This whole thing with Peg singing, this, you know, for the sort of like avid Mary with Children watcher, uh, even as a kid, I remember growing up and knowing or hearing little drips and drabs that Peg Bundy could sing in real life. And that was always like this weird knowledge that you never really knew if it was true I guess at my age, even though I love the show, I maybe I'm just because I'm a guy. It's just not something I really looked into at, you know, 15 years old. I remember as I he- heard about this and then growing up, I would always sort of focus on when she's singing and stuff on the show and wonder if she's ever, because sometimes she just plays it off like she's totally horrible at singing and it's a joke. And then you always got to, like, listen to see if she's really hitting notes and showing us, oh, and listen, I really can sing, so I'm, I'm half kidding here. But that's the whole thing. She's, like, a, a real singer and in bands and all this stuff, and you can look up her songs all over YouTube, and where she really showcased her singing talents in, in the recent years was, like, she sang, like, 30 or 40 songs on Sons of Anarchy. Like they would, re- they'd have guys come in and just do acoustic versions, or real bands come in and recreate songs, and she would sing them, and they'd be played on the show, having no relation to her. Like it wouldn't be like Gemma Teller is singing this; it would just happen to be her singing it. So 
that is like a cool little tidbit. I'm sure anyone listening to our podcast probably knows that already. Mm, I got another cool tidbit for you. Yes. The waiter sucks. He spilled water on that first time he poured for Bud. <laughs> Maybe that's why I heckled him. Maybe, but that it was hilarious when he was like, excuse me, young people. How would you like me to kill you? <laughs> yeah, that waiter was played by William Rogers. I like the line is later in the episode, but um, it was like we 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 uh, package some up for you guys to go or something like. Yeah, we have some water for you to take home. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm letting my water settle. Go away, go away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, so Bud does. Uh, oh no, no, this is this is before that. So Peg asks Al if he wants to dance, and he says, you wouldn't mind or something? And he goes, sure, whatever. So he gets up and walks to another couple's table and asks another guy's wife if she'd like to dance. I would never, ever go out to dinner with the Bundy family. (laughs) How could you do that? Like, could you imagine you're with your chick and there's a hotter girl at a different table, and she says that, and you want you show right in front of her, you'd rather dance with this girl? Yeah, it's like, they have no etiquette or anything. I don't even want to go order head by or order food by screaming through a plastic head with these people. A clown's head. Yeah. Well, this girl, I believe, I don't know, it's very vague on IMDb, because this girl's listed, I don't know what other girl was on this episode. But this girl, for some reason, is called Photo Girl. No, no, that's not her. There's a, a lady who's there who's dressed in like a, almost a black bunny outfit, like a Playboy black bunny outfit, who has the camera. Like there, you'll see her when uh, Peggy jumps up with the shoe and is holding it out. One of the waiters oh. grabs her on her shoulders. She's holding a camera, a big, like, flashy really? camera. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about her for a minute then, even though we're not there yet. Her name is Donna Spear, D-O-N-A-S-P-E-I-R, and she was naked. That's she all. was? I didn't, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see her. I didn't look her up. Oh, yeah. She was uh, I, Playmate of the Month in March of 1984. The streak continues. Yep. Three episodes now, I believe, that we know of. You can't even just hold a camera without having been naked on Marriage Children. She was in movies like... Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Savage Beach, Hard Hunted. A lot of hard going in there. So, yeah, uh, that's her. The private thoughts, you know, we love it on Married with Children when we get to hear everyone's private thoughts. Like, how amazing was this? Like, like, do they ever strike out with this? No, this was pretty funny. I This is a special evening and a special meal, and I think we should say our thanks by saying grace. Now, before I play the clip of, of their thoughts, I, I'm not picking on this episode. I swear to God, I love this episode. But, you know, when you do a show like this, these weird things pop up. And one other thing that came up is normally when someone says, you know, let's say grace before we eat, somebody actually says something. Like, nobody just sits there silently. And, you know, if somebody says, well, who's going to say grace? Normally, just like in that, uh, you know, it is December 6th tonight. So this is appropriate. Even in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, when she says, 
who's going to say Grace and Aunt Bethany says it and she does a Pledge of Allegiance. You know, somebody gets up and says something or sits down and says something. But either way, somebody says something. They all just don't sit there quietly with their thoughts. But that is odd how <laughs> that's what they chose to do. But it works out great. So here's here's the clip. It's great. Look at that steak. I think I'm getting sexually excited. <laughs> I knew you were supposed to cook a potato. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> this food could be trouble. They're all going to like it, and then they're going to look at me. <laughs> and Lord, I'd just like to say, other people get to eat like this all the time. Animals at the zoo eat better than me. More often, I might add. Don't I rate as much as a jackal gets? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Your friend, Al. <laughs> Amen. Let's eat! <laughs> but I knew it. Potatoes are supposed to be cooked. <laughs> she eats raw potatoes. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do I really rate lower than a jackal in the world? <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. It's just amazing. And the look on Al's face, and I think it's sad that you missed that, actually, because I think this is the moment... This was like the evolution of Al that encapsulates his essence. That line and the way he looks up and the way he looks, just the whole look on his face, that is now Al Bundy. It's everything all wrapped up into one private thought. It's great to, to, to watch. I mean, just to look at that and know like, wow, man, this is where it all begins. You know, like right here is, is where the legend, you know, it's just, and don't get me wrong, we've already seen legendary stuff, but th something was different about this. I don't know what it was. Now, the Bundys have a language of their own when they eat. I think they're speaking Vulcan. I'm not sure, but. I thought it was caveman. Okay, I deciphered the language, though. So, oh. rum means uh, a dinner roll. Rumma means that you want butter with your roll. And what's the what what is it? What do you have to say to make Kelly start licking? licking like she was licking that plate i just i just need to know uh, <laughs> uh i think you have to say i have a dollar i don't know <laughs> so so al says you know what's best after a meal and bud says a cigar and which al does smoke cigars we've seen that in poke high but uh nope and he asks for a newspaper, and he heads off to his favorite place on Earth, and just, he probably only hopes there's a Ferguson waiting for him. I don't know why I'm embracing that. I, I really don't know either. <laughs> I'm, I'm really trying here. I'm disturbed. So, he floods the bathroom once again. I, I, is this joke wearing thin for you guys? We just got done with the gypsy cried. He flooded the bathroom at Marcy's party. Then he flooded the bathroom on the airplane. Now he floods it again with what, like two episodes in between? 
I guess it's just the joke of how like they're trying to play up. That he it's goes part, to the bathroom. Yeah, it's part of the character, but yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, okay, we get the joke. It's I mean, we literally just had to go with him flooding Steve's house. Like <laughs> he's flooding it again. It, it can't be every time he goes to the bathroom. Right, that's what I'm saying. It technically really. can be. Okay, yes. I knew a dude, okay, who every time he went to the bathroom, he would uh need like a plunger at his house <clears throat> and it was because he would throw so much toilet paper in there that it would clog <laughs> it right it was the toilet paper that was clogging it and honestly if you're inconsiderate you just keep flushing it and then it'll overflow but if you're smart and not a dumbass you'll just shut the water off and then plunge it <laughs> <laughs> well yeah guys learn to flush between the whole thing like if you're going to the bathroom flush then wipe once or three times then flush, and if you're going to go for another three times, then they didn't have another flush there. Unless yeah. a murderer is trying to kill you, then it is completely okay to never wipe. I, I know this because, like Kelly, I learned from watching movies. <laughs> so, Peg feels like the Queen of England. You know, Elizabeth, Alexandria, Mary. <laughs> That's the Queen of England. Uh, because I don't know why, and then she spits. <laughs> Honey, you sure we have enough money to pay for this meal? Yep, that's why I only ordered myself a cup of coffee. <laughs> yep, I figured it all out. It comes to two twenty-five fifty-seven. That includes tax, which I know all about because I'm in the business world. Oh, Garcaruni, <laughs> check please. <clears throat> yep. How much is it, Al? Two twenty-five fifty-seven. Oh. <laughs> and uh, no tip, Bundy. You know, if he's if he has two hundred and thirty-seven dollars. But he stopped it so that it would land on $225.57. He could have got coffee for everybody. There's no way the coffee would be more than a dollar each. I, I don't know. This is a fancy place. Even if it was $2. I just paid $2 today for a hot chocolate at Quick Check. This is 2017. Like, we're talking like 28 years ago. I can't imagine. Going by the math, $225.57, $237.00. Let's just say Al was going to give that entire amount of money to these people, but he cut back to have tip money. He would have only tipped them 5%. He would have only given them $11.43 on a $225 bill. Yeah, that's, that's not surprising at all coming from him. Yeah, 18% is like the lowest you, you're supposed to tip people. Uh, he was going to tip 5%. But he doesn't even get to do that because he forgot his wallet. You know, the the, the, the thing the whole episode is riding on, the $237, he actually forgot to bring it. <laughs> forgot my wallet, Pig. Such a nerd. Come on now, kids. Give your daddy a chance. What are you going to do, idiot? Well, let's not panic. I mean, uh, if we keep calm, we can still get through this thing with a little bit of dignity. You want me to throw a fit on the floor like I do when we can't pay at Denny's? <laughs> that was for three ninety-five. For two hundred and twenty-five dollars, they let you swallow your tongue before they call an ambulance. Now, what is that all about? Swallowing your tongue? If you have a a seizure, you have what? Like an instinct to just swallow anything in your mouth? I don't know. It's I, I know it's a popular saying. I've never questioned it before. Right. 
like one i don't know how you would swallow your tongue because it, it is attached to the bottom of your mouth contrary to popular belief it is not possible to swallow your tongue unless of course you cut it off and then swallowed it oh there you go <laughs> in any event the tongue is rooted to the floor of the mouth by a lingual frenulum yeah. yeah that's too much information justin have you ever tried to swallow your tongue you can't, man. <laughs> I don't need to try it to know it's not possible. Kelly, take the car keys, look at what mommy married, and bring back our money. Oh, oh and Kelly. I know, I'll be careful. No, no, I don't care about that. Just uh, don't change my radio station. <laughs> Would you like me to take your check now, sir? Uh, not quite yet. No, we'll just let our meal settle here. We'll have some more uh, water, please. Can't get enough water, you know. It's... Uh, Nature's fruit juice. <laughs> All right, so let's just say, let's stop her right here. What would you guys do if this happened to you? Well, I would definitely send someone to go get my wallet. Yeah, that's I. That's I mean, that's the idea. But I would situation. also explain to them, hey, I forgot my wallet at home. I'm going to send one of them to go get it, and I'm going to stay here. Like this whole situation could just like, why is that what you're embarrassed about? After everything you've done since you came in this restaurant, that's what you're embarrassed about? <laughs> well, I can tell you this, that um, this actually happened to me fairly recently um, over the summer. I was with Carly, and uh, funny enough, Carly was actually paying this time, and she left – her debit card expired. Sure it did. So, oh, no, I actually remember this. She told me about this. Yeah, so she was like freaking out and stuff, and I was like, "Dude, it's fine. Like, just, just, you know, we'll like leave our license here or something." What do you do? Hold your shoes up to them? Okay, okay. No, you just give you give them your like wallet or like, well, not your. Well, in her case, she could have given her wallet, but like your license, the license, and and just be like, "I'm gonna go run and get money," and then we went to my car and I got my uh, wallet. Right. So you know, then I paid for it. But yeah, so I mean, it like that's kind of you just off like they're gonna they're not gonna be like you can't leave and you're we're gonna hold you hostage, you know? Yeah, they're I mean? just people working at a stupid. Yeah, you could literally just say I'll go get my wallet and never come back, and then they're just screwed. You know what I mean? But like, they're and they're not gonna not trust you because they they don't they have to. You know, it's not like they could right. you know do anything crazy so yeah i mean i would just be like i'll be right back that's <laughs> my bad yeah, or you could just stall by drinking nature's fruit juice yeah like that episode of holliston where, where i was just about coffee. to bring that up where <laughs> joe has to drink all the coffee yeah which he really did by the way every cup there was an actual cup of coffee he drank. Oh, that's hilarious yeah he wanted to play it realistic yeah we didn't notice joe <laughs> Uh, by the way, so Al makes this joke earlier on in the episode where he's he's dancing with Peg and she's singing, like we said. It's really embarrassing. I just forgot to mention. So this this old lady, well, I guess the guy, her husband, was looking at Al and then Al goes, yeah, well, at least she's not 100. <laughs> he was referring, you know, to the, the lady he's dancing with. Her name is Etherelda Leopold. At that time, she was only 72 years old, and she actually died at 83 years old, so she never actually got to be 100. I know a lot of people were wondering if she was actually 100. <laughs> I'm more trying to figure out, when she was singing, she said, my huckleberry friend. 
I didn't realize that like Huckleberry was more than just a character's name. Isn't it a real berry? Yeah, like Huckleberry Hound and uh, the, the the there's a novel. Huckleberry um, Finn. Yeah, Huckleberry Finn. And I was just like, huh. I didn't realize that came up. And then I like I, I looked it up and Huckleberry is a plant. It's an actual berry. Yeah, I knew that. I just said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying I, I didn't know. Did you know that it's the state fruit of Idaho? Yeah, I did. Why do you know so much about Huckleberry? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that last one. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I did. I believed him. I was like, well, why is it in the lexicon? Lexicon, And uh, it was in. So I started looking up like slang versions of it was commonly used in 1800s in conjunction with permission as a small unit of measure. I'm a huckleberry over your permission meant I'm just a bit better than you. So apparently huckleberry oh, means that's that what people mean when they say that to me. I guess so. They think they're better than me. It just makes no sense to me. Well, one thing that makes total sense to me is that red dress that Kelly got on. I mean, wow. When she walked down the stairs after finding Dad's wallet, Al's wallet. Sorry, I'm getting way too into this. How hot was she? She's really hot. But let's not let this take away from the fact that, Al, why would you not send Peggy? Why, why? And even if you were going to send Kelly. Oh, wait a minute. Are you serious? Let's get serious here, though. No, I am Peg, serious. She yes. wouldn't do the same thing? I think there's a lesser chance. And also, I'll go. Kelly, why? Yeah, Al could have let them all stay there and he could have went. Also, on top of that, if you are going to send Kelly, don't send Bud with her. There's no reason to send both of them. What are you going to, Bud, make sure you watch your sister now. Well, if she can't find her way home. <laughs> that, okay, that's actually that's a valid point. That's <laughs> yeah. actually more of a reason why Al should have went. <laughs> yeah. You know what just dawned on me? Two plus two equals four. <laughs> hey, when I'm not in school, I don't want to think about it, okay? <laughs> no, I was just thinking. You know, Mom and Dad already got a great meal on this money. I mean, they're not going to enjoy it anymore by paying for it. I mean, how can you argue with that? They're not going to enjoy it more. I guess, but that's not the point. They're not going to enjoy it anymore, but you're also making the situation worse. <laughs> There's logic there, but it's also like, you're a jerk. Everyone, if you're a Bundy, you're just a jerk. <laughs> the most lovable jerks you ever met. Now we can enjoy it too. It's not too late for tears and vomit. Wait a minute. What about mom and dad? Come on, bud. Who's better at beating a check than mom and dad? <laughs> Gotta mean you were nine before you knew that a movie theater had a front door. <laughs> come on, don't worry about them. Let's go. You realize if we do this, we might not be able to come home tonight. Won't be a first for me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever do this to your parents? God, no. Hell no. You would be afraid of the belt or something? Or, like, what's to come? I just know not to be a douchebag. <laughs> that and one of the things I don't like about this episode is how there is no repercussion for the kids. Well, Al actually almost gives you some foresight in that theory by saying, yeah, like, they wouldn't do it. Like, we wouldn't do it to them. Yeah, but that's different. It's still – they're the kids. They're, these are the parents. I still expect – like I just – sometimes I don't like 
that there's no repercussions to things that are done here. And it's like, this is why it keeps happening, Al. This is exactly <laughs> why. Send them to Peggy's mom's house or something to punish them. Do something. Yeah, well, him saying that sort of alludes to the idea that she's off the hook. Like, well, that's exactly. who we are. Yeah. So two and a half hours later, after clanking on half-empty glasses of water, after drinking water ad nauseum, and the guy saying, we have some nice water for you to take home, pay us, they tried to dance their way out of this. They tried to dance out the door. They look like birds, by the way, when they're when they're doing that dance and they're kind of like the head. Yeah, they're like puckering their face and they're doing the head thing. And they just look like birds to me. (laughs) I just thought that was funny considering how often Al calls Marcy a chicken. Yeah. Now, Justin, at this point, you did what your option was. You sent your, you know, kids out or somebody you said to get the money. Now you're there for two and a half hours. What's your move? You're just trying to get out of here at this point, right? Are you still trying to pay or what? I mean, like my my move would be to call any friend. Now if I'm out, that probably isn't going to work well. But, you know, typically if I would try to call a friend or a family member to kind of bail me out on this one, if that fails, I would honestly, if it's honestly me, if it's my hometown, I offer to do some sort of dishes or, or like, you know, something like that. Cause I, I have heard restaurants doing that before, um, you know, some kind of service to them to help work there for free or something, donate time. Uh, and then if that fails, I dine and dash. Right. I would well, honestly, if I was in Al's position, I'd be like, Hey, really embarrassing. I forgot my wallet. I sent my kids to go get it. We only live 40 minutes away. It's now been almost three hours. I'm really worried. I, I need to go check on them. Like That's pretty good. <laughs> I'd say we don't have cell phones yet. We will, but we don't now. Do you have a, a phone I can call my house to see if they've happened to show up there, if something's wrong? Like I would play up the kid's angle because it might not get you completely off the hook, but it's going to get you in the door. Right. You know? I'd say, you, you, know, you know the young girl you were staring at all night, guys? That's my daughter. And she went out and went to get my wallet. Yeah, like my car is not here. I can't, like... Like, oh, wait a second. Their car is not there. And they live – and they're 40 minutes away from where they live. Oh, yeah. We never even considered what they do after this. How did hmm. he get home? <laughs> How long does it take to walk 40 miles? I mean, maybe buses. There are a lot of public transportation in Chicago. Fact. Yes, but you still have to pay for public transportation and he does not have his wallet. Bam. Yeah, but with some of those trains, you can kind of – Back then, you could kind of just hop it. I think at this point, the best thing he should have done is he should have called Stephen Marcy and been like, Steve Marcy, look, I left my wallet at home. You know, we went out to dinner like you told us to. I sent the kids home and they haven't came back to get the wallet. They haven't came back yet. Have you seen them? Can you come get us? Like, I like I. Yeah. Can you pay for this and we'll pay you back with that? I know this sounds weird, but my kids aren't there. Let's say this real quick. So how much was this mail? 250 25 57 yeah 225 57 225 57 so if you would call marcy and steve and be like hey can you pay for this meal we did just help me win 10 grand i mean just throwing it out there 
Well, not for another 20, you know, a lot of years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Valid point. I retract. Uh, yeah, that. for 13 years from now. <laughs> yeah. So it, realistically, in today's time, it would be like you went out with your family, got a whopping $459.45 tab, and then who do you call to pay for that? Holy – where do you even go to, to, to like that's that expensive? Yeah, four steaks. Let's just do the math here. If each soda costs three dollars, well, no, no, no. Let's let's assume there we have a, a higher charge on everything. So six dollars max for a pop. You're taking it too far. You got you're forgetting it's eighty nine. I know, but we're also at a fancy restaurant. Yeah, right? but I've been to fancy restaurants, and it doesn't matter. Sodas are still three dollars. Now the steaks, even today. The tops you're looking at is $50, but that's for, like, those high-end steaks. I think they had, like, T-bones, if I remember correctly. Right? Uh, Justin, you'd know. Those are T-bone steaks. Yeah, they didn't look like, you know, super crazy. Like, they weren't flame and yawn for sure. No. So so flamingo Mignon is not good. Is so it's just really impressively named. No, it's amazing. No, it's amazing. It's one of the better steaks. Wow. Some people consider it the best. Twenty. So I, I'm gonna guess the Bundy's bill is realistically a hundred and six dollars. Oh, American Kobe tomahawk steak is a hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh my god, this beef strip steak is one thousand two hundred seventy-nine dollars. This one's <laughs> four hundred. Oh my god, it's all Japanese steak. Japanese steak is expensive. Holy crap! They must have less cows. Yeah, there are a lot of cows in Japan. I know, but still, like, holy. I just, I mean, I just there, there's a certain point steak. where you're actually just paying for pretentiousness. Like, you, you're, they're bottling the pretension and they're serving it with your steak at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, but dude, most of the <laughs> a bill rings up in drinks. They all got Cokes. Kelly couldn't even get her Jack and a beer back. Realistically, you would probably need about eight steaks to to you know pay for this for, for it to right. be that much that high i think they over overplayed the amount that it cost them that's why i said i said 106 would be the realistic one you double it like you just did it'd be 212 which is almost 225 so it's i guess al's coffee was 13 dollars. It's time for no man to take a little break in the Jiggly Room. I'm the DJ, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Marry With Children. Two drifters off to see the world. There's such a lot of world to see. The same rainbows end Waiting round the bend My huckleberry friend
up, Sammy Jim. Hey, you old son of a gun. Where you been all these days? <laughs> how long has it been? Six, seven years? Well, this must be the wife. Boy, how he's talked about you. Listen, this might be a bad time to bring it up, but remember that 225, 57-year-old? Well, I was going to let it slide. That ruins friendship, doesn't it? Oh, Harold. Well, to tell the truth, I'm, I'm a little low. Well, whatever you got, just, you know, five, ten bucks, you know, send me the rest. Hey, what's money among friends? Well, I can give you a 20. Well, that's just great. Hey, it's been really good. Yeah, to... right. Hey, Joe Bob you old cool you. How'd you do, Al? Well, I was up to $75. Then I ran into somebody who knew me. So he saw me with the money. I had to pay him the 50 I owed him. If you were sitting there and a guy you didn't recognize said that to you when you just say like, get lost like how does this work i mean i guess if you're trying to save face in front of a, a chick you're with like i can kind of see it which is the angle they kind of played but even then i'm like get out of here there's no way yeah, i would just be like i don't know this guy i was like you get the manager over here and get this guy away from me i don't know who he is and i'm sure my chick would believe me Sir, it's been three hours, and we really need this table. We've got some nice water for you to take home. <laughs> pay us. Didn't I pay? I must have slipped my mind. I, didn't I pay you? <laughs> oh, well, uh, listen, could you bring me a newspaper? I'll be right back with the manager, sir. Is it okay to panic now, Al? Yeah, now would be a good time to panic, Becky. <laughs> what do you think they'll do to us? Well, it's a high-class joint. They probably beat the hell out of me and tossed me in a dumpster, but, uh, Well, you, you probably just have to do some dishes. Dishes? <laughs> me? <laughs> no way! Peg draws the line at doing dishes. She's not gonna do dishes. And she takes matters into her own hands. She instantly, without a, a second thought, goes to grab Al's shoes and whispers something to him i looked at it over and over i couldn't make out what she's saying at all her whole plan is to hold al's disgustingly smelly shoes out at these people in which they immediately respond the smell hits them instantaneously i'm taking charge here give me your shoes what are you talking about babe give me your shoes now Sir, if you can't pay, perhaps you'd like to discuss it with the... <laughs> What's that? This! Oh! <laughs> okay. Everybody back. Now we're busting out of here. I want to see hands, people. Nobody try to be a hero. Oh, my God, she's got a shoe. <laughs> Nobody comes close. Nobody gets sick. <laughs> and I don't want to see anybody try that again. Let's go, Al. <laughs> Play some happy music. Let's go, Al. Wait a second, Pete. <laughs> you know. I had a really nice time tonight, honey. It was nice getting out there, too. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> hey, want to make a run for the fire escape? You betcha. <laughs> now, this is one of those moments where the show exists in no reality whatsoever. This is pure comedy at this point. Uh, I gotta say, it is really perfect in a weird way. Like, I don't really care 
that there's no way this could ever go down. It almost doesn't matter because it's so married with children that it's so great. And although we're being introduced uh, little by little to the absurdness of where some of these things will go, as new watchers of this, like as a kid, I thought nothing of this. And I actually thought it's believable. For some reason, as a kid, I thought, wow, yeah, I guess they're they're so bad. Nobody wants to go near them, and they just get out of there, I guess. <laughs> but as adults watching this for all, like the first time, what do you guys make of it? It's one of those things where it's just the idea is in reality is so ludicrous that you kind of just have to go, okay, it's a show. Yeah, but it just it doesn't make any sense why you just wouldn't leave instead. Uh, what do you mean? Like instead, why you just of... wouldn't leave without doing that? Yeah, like run out of the door. Yeah. Well, they got they got blocked the first time when they tried to dance out. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. So Al should just punch them or elbow them in the chin and just run out. No, I mean I just. Okay, but now <laughs> let's talk about show content though. What's the best punch of the show? We're watching a show. That's something we can't forget. Yes, we do. It's fun to talk about how could this possibly happen? How in the world did this happen? That's all fun. But I think the reason we we say all these things and still rate these episodes a four out of five is because we do know it's a show and we love it for that fact. I guess I guess I just don't personally like that kind of humor. Like I don't really find it funny. It just comes off a little a little cheesy and just I, I've never found it as like a successful way to tell a joke in 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 that type of setting. Even though we've heard about Al Shoes for a while now. Yeah, I like hearing about it. I don't like seeing it actually be able to like knock people out or something like that. You know what I mean? The, the like, idea is funnier when it's just talk. When it's yeah. put into actual action it you just you just like that's that's pretty stupid really even when the one guy goes to walk over and she turns and hits him with the shoe and he backs off and and shakes and goes back to the wall that his great acting that well not great acting but his great <laughs> reaction that wasn't selling this whole thing that wasn't great to you no it no. like Oh, wow. It's so funny. You guys have the same weird reactions to these things. Yeah, we've said it before in the episode. There's a lot of times where me and JP do not like certain things because it bends too far into the realm of unbelievability. Like Not only unbelievability, but just pure silliness, really. It's just it's just it's too cartoony. Yeah. I prefer my, you know, live action to be a little bit more grounded. Not it doesn't have to be perfectly grounded. Like the courtroom stuff, although it was ridiculous, it, it was still in like worldly concept. I guess I'm not looking for believability. Like once you see that, mm-hmm. you just take it and you go, okay, well, is this funny now? Clearly it's not real, but is it funny? Yeah, I mean, these reactions are pretty freaking hilarious. But the thing is, is JP and I both prefer the show when it's actually doing I don't know how to describe it, but we like it when the the writing is so good it does not have to bend reality that far. There's better times where they're using banter that works way – we like the banter way more than this whole actually bringing that, that banter into physicality. 
Yeah, when, when it's physical like that, and it's something that is is so ridiculous, like the the stinky shoes, it, it goes away from just being like to me, it's not funny. And I, and I guess what you're saying is like you know you just accept it when when something goes that far, which is true. But it also has to be funny. To me, it doesn't seem creative. So it's funnier that the gypsy says feet. I smell feet. That's funnier. That is funnier because she doesn't run out of the house. She doesn't. She goes, no, I can just smell your feet because you've been around people where you can smell their feet. But I've never been around someone whose feet smelled so bad that they would be able to get out of two hundred and twenty five dollars. Well, it's not only that they would be able to get out of it. It's that not only that they would be able to get out of it, that Peg would actually think that that would work. Like the whole concept of her doing that in general is just a little outside of where I like the show to go. You know what would have been a funny ending if she would have done that and then it didn't work and then like the ending thing was them doing dishes. Yeah. Like like if it made them all like, oh, that's so stinky and then like they still just get caught. (laughs) So I guess I should ask you guys if you like the very end punch of her leaving the sock at the entrance. And don't try to follow us. (laughs) No, I don't like that. I did like the part where Al grabbed the piece of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He steals a chicken wing or a drumstick. After this, I'm still like, well, how did y'all get home? Hey, listen, this is a mystery. Uh, We'll be right back with the official ratings of this episode after this. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys. We just reviewed Eaten Out. So how many glasses of water are you letting settle out of five for this episode, Justin? Yeah, uh, this episode to me... Uh, had its moments particularly I like the water gags like I like that uh, they they did multiple gags with the water you know but but and Kelly getting it filled up a bunch of times you know uh, the the waiter's response the letting it settle the to-go bags of water or whatever you know all those were really those jokes really hit for me like I actually laughed out loud with those jokes which um, I'm not a huge laugher out louder when I'm home alone by myself watching anything really. So anytime I actually do like laugh out loud, it's a good sign. Yeah. Um, other than that though, I didn't, I didn't love this episode. Like I thought that there was opportunity for better bits, uh, in the restaurant. I did like that last bit that Jerry mentioned there uh, a couple minutes ago about the, uh, owl snagging the chicken wing or whatever on the way out. Mm. Um, not a huge fan of the end result, obviously with the, the, the shoe thing. I just think it, took it a little outside the realm of what I like um, and not far outside, just a little bit, just a little too much, dial it back a little bit. And, and I think it would have been a, 
bit better. Um, but yeah, I, I like the setup to this episode. Uh, I'm just going to come in at a solid um, three out of five uh, settling glasses of water. I liked it. I didn't I didn't love it. Jerry, how many glasses of water are you letting settle over the episode eating out? Three out of five. I really don't have much more to add to what JP said. I did feel like um, there were a few parts where I felt the pacing was pretty sp- pretty kind of slow. The ending after after Kelly leaves, I feel like the ending is really slow. It takes a long time for it to just end. Don't you think a better ending would be like uh, it might probably would have cost more, but actually seeing Bud and Kelly at Tears and Vomit. Yeah, I almost would have if they would have never even have answered how Peg and Al got out of there. That to me would have been kind of funny showing them doing dishes or even having them run out and then realize that we don't have have any money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Like they both run out to the parking lot and go, Al, where's the car? Yeah. And then everybody just starts chasing them or something and they have to run like. Yeah. And then with like pitchforks and uh, those torches. But <laughs> it, the ending is definitely a let, a let down for me, um, and the pacing just kind of came to a halt. So I, I'm three out of five also. JP said it pretty much perfect. Well, uh, man, my whole life, this was a go-to episode. This, every time I even, even when we were doing the show and I'm looking through what we got ahead of us, and every time I see that, it just puts a smile on my face. Uh, this is a classic Married with Children to me. Like, this is the epitome of greatness. So once again, we're having a weird, um, Earth Angel moment or something because this to me is like perfection. This is five out of five. I, you know, it, and the ending thing kills nothing for me. It's all in the execution and how believable Peg and Al made it and how the waiters all made it and stuff like that. That didn't bother me one bit. For some reason, I just went with it. The whole episode starts off great. How the bunnies, you know, someone in the family dies, they get nothing, really. $200. I mean, if you ever got an inheritance and that's what it is, you should uh, reevaluate your relationship with this dead person. And the fact that they're going to leave their kids and just split once they get the money is, is funny. It's cruel, but funny. And the whole thing, Marcy's lines of how they should spend the money... Everything like that. The tears and vomit thing stuck with me so... This episode means so much to me. I named my band after it. For uh, The band lasted like 11 years. And uh, that was our name. This is not an episode I really take lightly. You know, the whole thing. The entire thing inside inside the restaurant. Look at that bald guy's chicken. They sit down. How they order their food. How they eat their food. It's disgusting. It's funny. The water bits. Ahem. Hey, young people, how would you like me to kill you? And uh, I'm letting my water settle. Go, go away. Go away. You know, everything. Them going, deciding to spend the money to go to the concert. It's a happy ending for the kids. Who cares about the parents? They make it work anyway. Who could be a check like Al? You know, uh, I don't know. There's not a, like a, a missing minute to me. This is just like perfect. Love it. Five out of five. Yeah. Love uh, this this episode. So, guys, be sure to tune in next week as we review My Mom, The Mom. 
Peggy is the hit of Kelly's mother-daughter career day at her school. I'm pretty excited for this episode because this is an episode that I haven't seen, but you hear about a lot. Like, as for titles of episodes go, you hear this title a lot. So I'm excited to see how what this episode's all about. Yep. And we have a new set, Kelly's School. <laughs> 